0: Before the start of this episode, I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I am producing for my friend Aisha. It's called the Botanica Podcast. I wonder what she thinks of that pronunciation. But anyway, (laughs) uh, here's a trailer for the podcast. You can subscribe to it uh, anywhere you get your podcasts just like ours. Here it is.
1: Welcome to the Botanica Podcast.
2: This is your host Aisha. Listen in as we discuss topics like love, health, sex, relationships, and even alternative medicine. We stream live every Sunday at 8 on Facebook. Listen to the Botanica podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to stop by our Botanica every Sunday. We have a lot to share.
0: So you've got a podcast, or an idea for a podcast, or no ideas yet, but you want to start a podcast. Whatever stage you're at, G Media Solutions is here to help you take your podcast to the next level. We are a podcast production company based in Atlanta that specializes in audio recording, video live streaming, and all the elements you need to make your podcast thrive. To fulfill your podcast needs, contact us on Facebook and or Instagram at GmediaATL. By the time you hear this podcast, you'll consider moving to Oakland.
1: Power
2: 106. LA, it's your girl, Yesi Ortiz. Got some brand new music. I need you to turn it up and let me know what
1: you think. It's Lloyd called Oakland on Power 106. I was making Japanese and she's watching DVDs in Oakland, in Oakland. Now I'm driving up to five and she waits till I arrive Everything that I wanted, only gotta drive for the moment If you can tell me turn around in i moment, for the moment But you know me, you know I give and I'm lonely And I think about you in a moment But everything you do is so open, so open Push. On
2: the gas, I'm just trying to pass all oh, the red lights and the stop signs. I'm ready to go. Before I get to the baby, that's a problem. Cause I'm way too scared to call and you might give me a stay night.
0: Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And this is episode one seventy-one. I'm gonna bring me on the screen first. Because I have control. And then I'm going to bring Bid on the screen. Always second. Yeah. That's why I always say my name first. <laughs> so. <laughs> i not order. Nope. No, it ain't. With um, the product GMB.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened to the show so far through 170 episodes. Definitely appreciate Tell it. you where you can find us. Um, and. To go, uh, if you're listening live or if you're just listening to the podcast later, Yerby, thank you for coming to go on another musical adventure with the number one music history podcast in the world. No debate, number one, oh, exactly. Cool. World champions. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest. Uh, he is our podcast cousin. He's been on many times before. And glad to have him join us once again. We have, aka Father Clef,
3: we have Brandon. What's going on, man? (laughs) What's going on, my guys? You you know, you already know it's always good to be here. It's like to the point where it's like, I don't really need an introduction anymore. It's like, and Brandon's here. (laughs) Uh, But again, thank you you for joining us. Um,
0: Definitely appreciate it. Of course, of course. Well, let's just get into some music news, man. Um, so uh <laughs> we've made jokes about this about what the Prince estate might do. <laughs> it's kind of um, like you don't want them to come true though, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want them to come true. Uh, thought they might sell the whole catalog at crack prices. Um <laughs> that it what are they doing? That um you know, they'll just start releasing things on their own and, you know, releasing things from the vault, whether it's mythical or not, um, just releasing things. And, you know, that if Prince were alive, he wouldn't have released these things because there's a reason why they weren't released in the first place. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Third Man Records has revealed plans to release uh, the previously unreleased, of course, 1986 mean? album Camille. Uh, oh
3: no! Yeah. <laughs> that <is> not Camille. <laughs> oh, you thought it was something else? I, no, 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 not like it's Camille is such a uh, like in like a the hardcore Prince fan spaces. That is a very coveted unreleased project. Hmm. Like it's like it's uh, it's like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a concept album which points to our topic the of the session today, but it's a concept <laughs> uh, album where he takes on the persona of Camille and yeah. people who haven't heard Camille, you've heard Camille without knowing you heard Camille. Uh, when you hear Prince and his voice is obviously pitched up a few octaves and it's like a kindy squeaky high pitch voice, that's, that's his Camille voice. Like on If I Was Your Girlfriend. That entire song is Camille, mm-hmm. but they don't say it. Uh,
0: so, yeah, uh, Camille is his uh, feminine alter ego uh, where he pitched up <sighs> vocals to sound more androgynous. That's the basic description, <laughs> <Yeah.
1: That's> literally- <laughs> the, ba-
0: the, the basic bare bones <clears throat> description of it. Uh, but it was out shelved shortly after getting a test pressing. Now, this, the album it appears here has eight tracks. But they've <laughs> all been released at some point. Uh, Housequake, Strange Relationship, and If I Was Your Girlfriend were on Sign of the Times. Uh, mm-hmm. Feel You Up is the B side to the Batman single Party Man. Shaka Delica is the B side to If I Was Your Girlfriend, and Good mm-hmm. Love is a, was on the Bright Lights Big City soundtrack. It's a movie with Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. and it Rock Hard in a Funky like a Place is on the Black <laughs> album. <laughs>
4: hey you know why not right
3: <laughs>
0: so um it sucks.
4: yeah
3: that's it sucks because I really want it but I know Prince is somewhere cursing <laughs> like how dare
0: you <laughs> now uh third
4: man that is that Jack white
0: is that Jack I don't White's know that's
4: a I know I'm looking it up it, it says it's a Nashville um. Or, you know what? This actually could just be a store. Hold on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jack White's the founder of Third Man. Oh, he is? He, he, so, so I saw vinyl. that. Like, he, well, it has to be. Uh, <laughs> okay. He, because I, I saw a, a headline that he convinced the Prince estate State to release the album. So it's on, they've given it to him to release it. Um. I don't have, it doesn't
4: show a date yet. I feel a little bit better now about that because while I'm not a, a fan of Jack White, I know the respect that he has just for music in general. So yeah. I feel that he might do a respectful release. A release. Excuse me. Oh no released. Do a respectful release, I think. Um, just because he seems to really have an adoration just for music. Classical music at classic music at that. So um I can't think of anyone that I would want like if this was just like, you know, the head of like one of the big three labels, I might be like, ooh, but like this is Jack White. He 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 cares. So this might be a respectful release.
0: Yeah, and and of course he mm-hmm. said he'll it'll be on vinyl. Yeah, of course. So he can buy it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> of course it to be on vinyl. Um and also in another prince related release, Alamo Draft House will screen a 4K restoration of sign of the times that's the um the concert film
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um let me make sure that i have that right
4: that's interesting think, okay yeah
0: yeah the concert film um so nice it will be a 4k right. it'll be restored in 4k and released nationwide and uh, this will be i guess the second posthumous release um, Welcome to America came out last year. That was the first release of unreleased, first album of unreleased material. Um, even though, with this, all the songs, you have heard all the songs, yeah. but maybe there's a different version or something like that. Or if you hear them in a certain maybe. order, you get a certain feel for it. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, are they, I mean, or you could have just taken all these songs and made a mixed CD of them. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised that no one did that.
1: Mm. Yeah. They said, "Oh,
0: I, I got, I yeah, I got the, I got
4: that Camille on, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: who's gonna? I'm
4: wondering who's gonna be the person that's like, we're gonna chop and screw this, and like pitch it down. Then it just sounds like Prince. Like, just <laughs> it's like, yes, that Camille screwed and chopped, baby. Yeah, let's go, Houston. Um, and then put it on a Paul Wall track, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Or Mike Jones, or Mike Jones, whichever one so, is, uh, is available." Yeah. I mean I still see um I, I I actually I don't know if I follow him, but I see him a lot, Paul Wall mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. um <laughs> on TikTok. And he's the rapper when they were, they were like, you know, talking about the different type of white rappers. Yeah. And there were like, you know, ones that are actually ghetto. <laughs> like, like Paul Wall, baby. Like,
0: that's the list.
4: Like that's it's that's just like he's not faking. <laughs> he was born at the cookout. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So,
0: um, yeah. So, what, what what do you think of this, of this project? And Brandon, like you said, like this was the, this was the the coveted, uh, the coveted Prince project, that people yeah. are trying to
3: get their hands on. Yeah. Before this, the only place you could find it is like maybe on YouTube and on like torrenting websites where someone pieced the different songs together, but it's like. I want it.
4: <laughs> but I feel really bad for wanting it. Yeah. Not feel it. you want to pay you wanna pay respect to the person and and do what you think they would want. Um and you know, someone might say, Well, we would never know what Prince wanted. I think we do. Um yeah, he behaved he in did. this way for like decades. Like <laughs> Especially with it's kind of a similar feeling with uh
3: remember they put out the uh the, uh, the uh, Prince Originals project, where it's just it's the original like demos of songs he wrote for other people, or he ended up giving to other people. Jungle Love.
4: Pretty sure he, he didn't that
3: out, yeah. I'm 100% sure he didn't want yeah. any of that
4: out. Like, that's just I'm not... He's a perfectionist. If it wasn't
3: released,
4: he didn't yeah. want it out there. Yeah, Prince is a perfectionist, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many people... I, don't, I feel like you don't have to be a hardcore fan to know that, that he's a perfectionist and I mean yeah, it was
0: it was ne- the the projects were most likely never meant to see the light yeah. of day and it's not like um I don't know if there's any evidence that like he went back to certain songs like I can change this to something else and maybe mm-hmm. put it out I don't even know if there's any evidence of that you know and like we, on the last episode we talked about um with Lionel Richie's album that song that David Foster wrote
4: yeah, that was like workshopping
0: <laughs> that and that song. It sounded like through the fire, and it sounded like the love
4: theme to Saint Elmo's fire. Just kept workshopping. Wow. I finally got it, baby. Finally got it. Um, and yeah. he wins Grammys so, yeah. for he wins Grammys for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wins Grammys when he worked. <laughs> Sorry. That's like, hilarious. Like, how could you not think you're the shit when you just you know, yeah. It's like, I'm doing this in my sleep. (laughs) Um, So the next
0: story we had here is uh, Kanye's been in the news for, it's kind of, I guess it's weird because like, okay, you just put this album out that people basically have to pay $200 to get. It's crazy, man. (laughs) And um, I understand you're in a, I don't know if this is a, well, it's not really a custody battle because there's nothing like legal. (laughs) Going on, and it's not necessarily a divorce, even though they are getting divorced. But Kanye wants to get back together.
4: This thing uh, is so messy, dude. It, it's, we should not be watching this, and I feel bad. Like, this is gonna affect the kids. The thing that's so awkward like, to me is like, I have never seen
0: Kanye be this active on social media ever.
1: Yeah,
4: he's never, never. this active. It's like ever. a bad rendition of Kramer versus Kramer, like West versus West. Like, it's just. Mm -hmm. like there are no winners (laughs) so um
0: while we bring that up is kanye has been barred from performing at the grammys which i think they have set a date it's for uh first sunday in april i think that's the thing that's what i heard as well so um he's been barred from performing due to his quote concerning online behavior um, yeah. <laughs> that came from reps from the <laughs> recording, recording Academy and from CBS. And uh, Kanye re- cited a report in The Blast, uh, posted late Friday, claiming that the artist team received the phone call, uh, informing him he had been unfortunately removed from the lineup of performers due to his concerning online behavior. He is nominated for five Grammys this year. And uh he was not on the list of performers that was announced uh last week um so uh this is confirmed from his from his team and uh our sources say Kanye's team isn't
4: surprised by the decision <laughs> well who would be i mean well unless you're the game because apparently the game's very upset about this and it's it's saying no. like um he put up a picture i haven't read the whole caption he made but when will all the black entertainers, athletes, actors, producers, writers, directors, media, et cetera, figure it out? And I would say to the game, figure out what, dude? Like, what? like the game is something like he, he – I mean, it's not enough that he recently came out and said that he's better than Eminem. Clearly, something's wrong with the game right now, so we can't take his opinion seriously. <laughs> I just – like how Kanye can't produce, Kanye can't or won't produce him.
0: Dr. Dre can't or won't produce him. <laughs> Fifty Cent can't or won't return his phone calls.
3: I, I don't know. It might be
0: you. <laughs> Come on, man. it to love it. That was like twenty years ago, man. What you-
4: Stop calling me. <laughs> I'm acting now. <laughs> so, uh for- <laughs> I'm, I'm making TV shows right now,
0: bro. <laughs> um. So this is, of course, coming from Kanye's social media activity in which he is um, harassing Pete Davidson, who is currently dating his estranged wife. Estranged Estranged. wife, okay? Not ex. Estranged. Estranged Estranged wife, Kim Kardashian. Um, And he could make... um, He has been... um, well, what what I guess the Academy or and maybe CBS is worried about is that he would continue to harass Pete Davidson on the Grammys during his performance. Oh, I'm sure he's yeah um, <laughs> lobby for public sentiment for custody of his kids in the performance. Yeah, or make a statement, as it says here, in support of Marilyn Manson. That piece of because of what he's <laughs> uh, allegedly has done. Yeah. Um, in this article, this, they are biased here. It says oh boy. <laughs> he can make some statement in support of accused sex offender Marilyn Manson or unrepented homophobe baby. Unrepentant. Unrepentant. Quite the word. <laughs> uh, it says he can make more misguided statements about slavery or revive his stumping for President Trump. Jeez, there's a
4: it's like a laundry list of things we're afraid he might, Yeah, but they just did it. Like, this just started happening. All these other things have happened before. <laughs> like, these happened within yeah. the past few years, but only within the past few days did they say, okay, bro, like, you're, this, it's going a little bit too far. They Although I'm reading that the Trevor Noah thing, and he says some very offensive things about Trevor Noah, <laughs> which I will not repeat on here. Um, oh, well, I, saw yeah. the, I saw the Instagram oh, caption. Wow. Yeah, it's quite offensive, and people are, unfortunately, are accusing Trevor Noah, who you know, was the bigger person took the high road and really tried to like, you know, seize it for what it is or cry for help and try to appeal to Kanye as a sensible adult. They're like, man, he's 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 sucking up to him and he's trying to get concert tickets. No, he's trying to treat him like a human being. Like he's trying to like say, Hey dude, you need to get help, man. Don't tarnish your legacy. This might be the last chance you have. You already said slavery was a choice. You put on that red cap and said, "I have superpowers." Like, bruh, <laughs> like, <laughs> this might be. You're like he had that song, which mm. was one of my earworms, "Wouldn't Leave," where he talked about all the crazy things he did, but Kim didn't leave. She left. <laughs> she left. <laughs> like that song is dated now. <laughs> she left.
3: Um, he clearly <laughs> laughed. So, yeah, the, what he crazy, said about man. Trevor
0: Noah, the Instagram caption, I don't know if the if the post is still there or not. He took it down, uh, but it has resulted in a twenty. It resulted in a twenty four hour ban from mm. Instagram. And Trevor <laughs> Noah wrote, "I'll be honest with you. What I see from the situation is a woman who wants to live her life without mm. being
4: harassed by an yeah. ex boyfriend or an ex husband or an ex anything." It was really poignant what he said because. In his childhood, he dealt with his father was abusive to his mother. And he talked about how, like, eventually his mother was shot as a result of all of this. And his concern is, you know, when you see it happening and you can recognize it, put your he's like, put your hazards on. I think is what he said. You know, it's better to put your hazards up and say, whoa, let's stop this. And he's like, and if you're wrong, the worst you did was possibly stop a bad situation versus. Something bad happens and you're either mourning the person for, you know, for being taken away, being put in jail or something like that. He's like, stop it when you see it. Don't be the person like, oh, man, we saw the signs, but we didn't stop it. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, this is clearly like and he and he made a good point. If Kim Kardashian can't stop her estranged, mm-hmm. say, estranged um, significant other from harassing, stalking or doing whatever. Like, what hope does anyone have? <laughs> Like she is very powerful, has a lot of money, and Kanye West also, is acting like a crazy ex. You know, just also yeah. look at
3: like look at how the Kardashians like they they are they're known for turning any and everything into a uh, a reality TV yeah. moment. They are staying far oh, away from yeah. this Kanye star. <laughs> that
4: yeah, that should tell you something. That
3: says a lot.
4: Yeah, they have they have they have uh, what's the lines they won't cross. <laughs> They have standards, if we can believe it. That. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, so,
0: of course, there are some people who feel like this is all part of a racist or anti hip hop narrative. Um, but it is worth noting that uh, Harvey Mason Jr., the CEO of the Recording Academy, successfully argued for the expansion of the Album of the Year category to go from eight nominees to 10 beginning with this year's awards, and uh, Kanye West Donda is in that category, is nominated in that category. So he benefited mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Uh, now, it says
4: he's banned from performing. I don't know if he's banned from attending. <laughs> and if you think about it, when he had his first outburst, he wasn't performing, he wasn't presenting, he just walked his little happy they, ass up there. <laughs> they feel like
0: with the, his public <laughs> appearances uh are <laughs> m- there may be some kind of controversy they went all the way back to the George Bush doesn't care about black people hilarious <laughs> um and I, I they did not cite uh the was that the 2009 VMAs oh they when he when he interrupted
4: T-Swift <laughs> yeah. and c- they put his cape on that. for Beyonce <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they just feel like there's going to be a negative outcome uh, from him,
4: they think he's going to say Joe Biden doesn't care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> they think he's going to he's
0: going to use his performance to to make it about him.
4: Burning effigy of uh, Pete Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I'm not going to lie. Um, I would love to see Kanye West do something like that again—the George W. Bush thing with a, a scared Canadian guy standing next to him, <laughs> going like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know which Canadian like- guy we get. He
3: scared Mike Myers so much. I haven't heard that man speak since. <laughs> he was just
4: like, huh? <laughs> "I'm sorry, that was funny." To oh. me. it's funny, but yeah, no, I, 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 I totally understand. Though he's unpredictable right now. Yeah, he's yeah, very you, unpredictable. You, you, you too hot right now. Um, so
0: um, what was the other story? Okay, so yeah, so the um. We've mentioned this a couple of times before, probably, like, in our very early episodes. Um, The Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, It's a big deal in Europe, of course. Very big deal. In which songs are written and recorded. uh, It's like the Olympics for songwriting, basically.
4: I like that. That, Okay, that's pretty astute. I like that. I like (laughs)
0: that. uh, like I said, it was a big deal in, in Europe in which countries, uh, select a song and it's, um, performed, uh, it's kind of like an Amer- American Idol, but it's the same song every week.
3: <laughs> isn't, isn't that how ABBA came up? Yeah. ABBA yeah. Wanted. ABBA,
0: ABBA won. I believe they won, um, one year and, but, and the thing is, interestingly enough, they're one of the few artists that were able to use that contest as a springboard a a lot of times yeah that song is a hit and then after that we don't hear from the songwriters or that are or whoever sang it we don't hear from them again i mean even in their own country we
4: don't hear much from them and they also were the first to do it in english um waterloo was the song yeah great song but yeah they um yeah, they really—they really turned that into something, man. Like they're like the Kelly Clarkson of Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um, that the Eurovision Song Contest is coming to America. It'll be called the American Song Contest. Uh, from the uh, creators, the same creators of the Eurovision Song Contest, it premieres as of this recording. It premieres tomorrow. <laughs> uh it'll mm. be hosted it'll, it'll be on NBC it'll be hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson and the format will be um, professional mute, uh, artists or yeah, solo singers or viewers it. or groups it could it could really be anybody and they go head to head uh and they'll be represent, representing their state
4: what, what? hold and on and also
0: including American Samoa Guam uh Puerto Rico the Virgin Islands, the North Mariana Northern Mariana Islands, um, will all be uh, eligible to participate. And oh. actually it could be solo artists,
4: duos, bands, or a DJ. I'm 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 kind of at a loss of words here as some of the artists that are participating. Like some of these people are kind of has been. All right, let's see who will be participating. So representing
0: <laughs> these are just the one, the people that I've heard of.
1: This is uh, Representing
0: Alaska will be Jewel. What? What is she? What? Uh, representing Connecticut will be Michael Bolton. What? Representing Maryland is
4: Cisco. Like ghetto celebrity from B More. Like that's. What okay. Um, okay. Now go to Nevada. Look at Nevada. Nevada,
0: the Crystal Method. What year is it, man? Representing Ohio, Macy Gray. Oh God. Um oh. those are the only people I've heard of.
4: Yeah, I've never heard I haven't heard of a lot of these other people. Oh, representing Washington, Alan Stone. I have no clue who that is. Uh,
0: uh R and B singer, um who looks like he actually sings country, but he he sings R and B. Oh, that's the thing now. <laughs> that's the thing. That's only the thing now. <laughs> um who else do we have here? Uh Judd Who's, the a band called Judd Who's will represent South Dakota. Alexa is a Korean uh Korean American
4: uh singer. She'll represent Oklahoma. Um This is crazy. I'm gonna watch this just because I'm I'm very interested. Yam House very
3: interesting.
4: Yam House, uh who has
0: played with Adam Lambert, Tori Kelly, and Casey Musgraves. And Blue October will represent Minnesota, Uh, who is Jordan Smith. Uh, He is a singer-songwriter from Kentucky. (laughs) Uh, He had an article. uh, Kentucky. Justin Gesso, um, who is featured with uh, Kygo
4: Stargazing, um, will represent Illinois. I can't get over this Macy Gray. Like, that's wild. I can't get (laughs) It's but to have Macy Gray
0: and Michael Bolton and Jewel, they, they they
4: see this as a as their next chance. They see this as another chance. God, someone <laughs> I someone I was just watching a video on TikTok about Jewel, <laughs> about her like you know the the intuition years. <laughs> and how she went from, like, they're like, rewind, and they're like, you know, this is the same trick that did Save Your Soul, and all this. And then they're like, and then now, intuition. Oh, all right. <laughs> so I wonder if she's going to be singing pop or if she's going to be yodeling. <laughs> 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 it's a legit question. I And I often forget sometimes it's like she's from Alaska. It's like her and Carlos Boozer. Like,
0: that's say It has the titles know. of their songs. I mean, you're not going to see everybody the first episode, but...
4: Um, uh bro, how do I get in this? I've I've always wanted to do – I mean, I tried to get on that one Going Platinum. I forgot what they actually called it or something like that with the writing camp. And Cara Dioguardi was one of the hosts. And um, I got to meet Evan Bogart, which was kind of cool. But, like, I want this – is, this is all I ever wanted. I don't want to – I mean, it would be nice to be famous, but I want them royalty checks, man. I want them. <laughs> so it said – I'm trying to see how people were able to
0: participate – um, the website stressed that submissions must be original songs in any genre and must not have been released commercially. So nothing on Hot Georgia Nights is eligible. Uh, I got, I got, <laughs> hey, I got bars, man. <laughs>
3: So he got stuff in the
4: vault. I'm, yeah, I got stuff in the
0: vault. <laughs> if it was released promotionally, such as on SoundCloud or on social media, oh,
4: crap, gotta take that, some stuff down. Nope, that it, it is allowed, <laughs> okay. but you
0: have to delete the post.
4: Okay, I gotta take some stuff down. I got a song on there. I think <laughs> that would kill. And um,
0: they'll be filming in Los Angeles, but I, I don't. I don't see the exact way that people were able to get on. Um, But this will this will coincide with the Eurovision Song Contest for 2022.
4: Um, There's not an Asia Vision, is there? Because I was like, we could make this like a literally like the Olympics, like you represent your country (laughs) or continent or whatever. Yo, that would be cool. And just have it out, like duke it out. Be like, this is the universe vision. Um, let the Martians come down. Let me stop. (laughs) It doesn't look like there's a uh, Olympic songwriting. (laughs) It doesn't look like there's an there's age of vision. <laughs> like I honestly, like if I was put in charge of this, I would make it like like Olympics, like have competitions. Like one of the things they did just to to a back uh, um behind the scenes thing of the audition process for that show, you came in the first day and you just perform a song. Like you choose your instrument that you want to perform on and you perform a song that you've written for the judges. Then the next day if they choose you to come back you, you're given a subject and you're given 30 minutes to write a song. That's pretty cool. Like, like, hey, here's a subject. You got 30 minutes to come up with a song. You can either write the music and the words yourself or you can be given a beat, like a pre-made beat, and write to that. Stuff like that. Like, hey, you got 30 minutes to do this or, you know, hey, you got 30 minutes to give me a good mix and master. Like, I don't know, just stuff like like a competition is to see who can do it under pressure. I think that'd be really fun. Just my thought. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's
0: anybody that I, that cool. any artist that I recognize as a winner, aside from ABBA, there is Katrina and the Waves. Never heard of them. Who, who are they? They had the song Walking on Sunshine in the 80s.
4: Oh, what country were they from? Mm.
0: They, are, they are British, but uh, mm. they,
4: they won in 1997 for another song. So, because I see these artists, but they don't have the, I guess maybe they don't want the songwriters up there yet. Because I would like to see who the writers are. Like, are like if you're a famous writer, because that wouldn't be fair. If you're like, oh, yeah, we let John Mayer write a song. Like, that's not fair. Like That's <laughs> not, not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. Like, like, that'd be messed up. It's just like, oh, yeah, man, we got, um. God, I can't think of another good American songwriter. Charlie Puth <laughs> wrote a song. It's like, well, sh- I lost. <laughs>
0: and then at the, you know, I just feel like if the black people get involved, you know, uh, representing Indiana, babyface. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Like, it's, it's not fair.
4: Like, that's not fair. Representing not Virginia, fair. Pharrell. Yeah. Like, it, it's going to get rid re- representing Georgia, Jermaine Dupree. Like, she's going to get best. Like, well, you know, we, it was good while it lasted, you know, because. That's kind of what started to happen with the voice. You would have people in some of those early seasons. um, After Javier Colon won, who had released you know music under the name just Javier, you would start to see singers who had made it go on there to try to revive their career. Um, If you haven't seen the video about the guy who sings Cupid Shuffle, if you can take heartbreak, watch it because it's the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen in my life. Because he's like, I want to be known more for more than just the guy who sings, you know, this song. I can be a good singer. And then he goes on and auditions with Cupid Shuffle, and nobody turns around for him. And when they finally do turn around at the end, what does CeeLo say? Hey, man, I know you. You um um you Cupid, man. You Cupid, what you doing uh. here? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. You, it's just it was it was a hard watch, man. It's like you. It's like that friend that you pass on the street that's begging for change.
0: <laughs> that reminds me of um. And this isn't, it wasn't on on any of those shows. It was on Shark Tank where this guy had this, I can't remember the name of his game. It was a game he made up. And you just, uh, it's like this tennis ball that you just hit back and forth across the table. Mm -hmm. And it turned into a game. It's basically like, kind of like ping pong or or something like Mm -hmm. that. But you just hit the ball across the table, and if you knock it off the table, your opponent can't hit it back. You get a point. So, <laughs> and and Yikes. one of the shark and one of the sharks <laughs> are like, okay, I'll, I'll play the game to find out how it's played. The dude who invented the game kicks the shark's ass in this game. Just go like my point, my point, my point. Like how do you <laughs> and. He invested, like, his life savings into promoting the game, into, like, creating it and everything, Mm -hmm. and they all turned him down. It's sad, It was one of the saddest things. And I think he's still trying to make the game happen. This was, like, 15 years ago. Jeez. Well, I mean, what else are you going (laughs) to (laughs) do? So, um, I'm interested to see how this goes, and I think... uh, I think what may water this whole thing down mm-hmm. in future seasons if it's successful is that these other established songwriters might try to get in. Might the game. wanna get in on this.
4: Mm-hmm. Especially if but it,
0: if you haven't had a hit in a while. And like I said before, like with <clears throat> the um with the Eurovision song contest, you're famous for that song and not a lot of artists um Become famous because of like like and go forward like Abba mm-hmm. like I said, this it launched Abba, but that's they're like the only ones, yeah, <laughs> Katrina yeah, and yeah. the waves, that was like ten years after their hit song in America, so um Oof.
4: i'm I'm yeah, I'm I, I, excited i, I but would it would be great yeah. if it was more trepidation maybe
0: if it was more <laughs> if they had it like you know any up and coming aspiring songwriter, independent songwriter. And you have an established singer
4: do the song. Mm Yeah. I think that would be better. Like, you can't be – so. and I don't know how you – because, like, not every – because of how big the music industry is, not every songwriter is rich and famous. So, like, yeah, you definitely don't want to say, well, you can't be a professional because then you eliminate the people who might have, like, I have no hits, but, man, this could be my big break. But you also want to give people who have, you know, who are outside of the industry that, you know, the real you, you want your Kelly Clarkson's, your Ruben Studdard's, your Clay Aikens, the people who really genuinely have no career. You know, like what Kelly Clarkson was waiting tables in Oklahoma. And next thing you know, she's, you know, one of the most famous people in America. Give me that writer, you know, the yeah. person who's like, yeah. I'm, I'm bouncing at a club in Atlanta. And the dude you know, who wrote Waterfalls, Waterfalls, working at a, was busboy a, at a hotel, he was, he was the manager. <laughs> oh, was he? I knew he, I knew working worked in a hotel. He was, he was the manager at a hotel <laughs> and just came in and just laid it down. And it's just like, and now we know who he is. Give me that guy. Don't give me the guy who was like, well, I was the third person on Umbrella. Don't give me him. <laughs> <laughs> <the> third <laughs> He's got like two points on the song. Like, don't give me him. Give me someone who's never sniffed. They're doing, they're,
3: doing, they're doing the 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 meet meet this songwriter
4: and he's trying to hide his Grammys <laughs> in place. Well, I mean, I, I've only got two, man. I mean, look at the, David. They got David Foster on here. Look at him. He's got he he's, got like thirty of them. He's proud, man. He's showing them off. If David Foster
0: shows up,
3: <laughs>
0: cancel the show. I'm cancel the, the show. He's, he's the final
4: boss. He's like Pat Riley. He brings he he like wheels in the Grammy trophies. <laughs> He's the Shao Kahn of the songwriting contest. Your soul is mine. That would that wouldn't be fair. Like if David Foster shows up, then yeah, cancel. It's it's just get off the air. And Catherine McPhee's just sitting there, like he still won't write a song for me. <laughs> that's oh god, that's got to be the ultimate. Like, I don't mix business with pleasure. <laughs> Help me out. No. <laughs> Please. No. <laughs> So that'll do it
0: for our music news. But before we get to the charts, um, Brandon, I don't know if you're from, this is the, this, our second edition of this segment. We have a cover mm-hmm. song of the week. Whoop, whoop. Ah, So nice. this week is uh, Ben's choice. And why don't you tell us about it?
4: So um, I discovered this one uh, maybe just under a month ago. Um, there is a Metallica cover album. It is quirky in that um, rather than like, you know, just you pick one song, you do your song and, you know, so like maybe it's like a 13 album track or something. And there's 13 different bands doing 13 different songs. um, They let artists do like they they would do like five versions of Enter the Sandman or four versions of this. And like it's all different bands doing each one. But it's like all these different takes. Um, I think, and I think a lot of other critics think, the far and away best cover on the album um, is Miley Cyrus doing Nothing Else Matters. I think Yo-Yo Ma is on there. Elton John plays um, piano. I think they got Rob Trujillo, Trujillo excuse me, yeah. to play bass. And
0: uh, Chad Smith. Yeah, Chad Smith played good. drums.
4: Um, Chad Smith of Red Hot Chili Peppers fame. And Watt, W-A-T-T. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know. I think he might have produced it, but... Um, I really liked it. I knew I would like it before I even heard it. I, I think Brandon agrees with me on this. I know we've talked about it. My I think Miley Cyrus is, is best as a rock singer. I always kind of felt Definitely. like she would be like a Stevie Nicks kind of. And I mm-hmm. kind of felt like when they did Midnight, um Midnight Sky, they were kind of positioning her to kind of get into pick up where she was in the 80s. But she's just, I don't know, I mean, not going against her her trap phase or nothing, but I just love it when she sings rock music. She's got she's got a good voice for it. So
3: yeah. It's definitely her lane.
4: Yeah.
0: All right. So we're gonna listen to a little bit of that. Probably got flagged anyway, but
3: <laughs>
0: so Lars, <sighs> uh, that guy. Um, was it was it you or was it you like our, when uh we had the unpopular opinions where you said Lars was right?
4: He was, he was. I mean, he he saw everything, he was just the wrong messenger, he was just the wrong, yeah. like. You're you're in one of not just the biggest metal bands of all time, but literally one of the biggest bands of all time. No one's going to listen to you when you come out and say, please stop stealing my music because I'm not making money. Like, it's just like, who cares? Like, Give me money. We'll steal from you willingly. What it should have been is like an up and coming artist talking about it. Like that's messaging does matter. And I feel bad because I know that's who he was defending. But because he's Lars, Mm -hmm. it just got lost. And then the RIAA didn't help when they just started suing everyone. That didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) You can't sue your fans. (laughs) All right, let's look at the charts before we get to Ben's uh,
0: earworm of the week. Number one on the Hot 100. I'm feeling this song, man. Heat Waves by Glass Animals. (laughs) It has been out for (laughs) over a year and has finally reached number one. Um. I get yeah, props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was applause for them. They just I
3: feel, they're, feel they're, like just I know this the, the song, persistence of but
4: it, it. I feel like I know this song, but it's it's I'm lost on it for a heat moment. waves keep me out. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a it's a catchy tune, man. They're good. They're good band.
1: Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I never thought they would I mean like I I've liked them for a while. I'm not like a super fan, but I just never thought they'd get this big. Like this is crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they are they were one of my earworms uh maybe a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um but they're I guess they're kind of that
4: it's uh, like a more electronic Imagine Dragons. I had a feeling you were going to say that and I'm just like I hope they don't turn into that in as far as level of quality. <laughs> Because, like, I liked them at the beginning, and then it's just, like, when they did Radioactive, they're like, how can we do that again? <laughs> and they doing that again. And they again, do that again. swag rock. Yes. doing that's this over did. and over
3: and over again. <laughs> swag rock, a.k.a. C- CW lovemaking scene. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, this is not a
0: lovemaking song. Uh, number two is... We Depends don't talk about Bruno. Are, bro. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. I'm just saying, man. People, anything. People you know? are weird. People are weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's number two this week. Um, number three, Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. Number four, ABCDEFU by Gail. Number five, Stay by The Killer Roy and Justin Bieber. Number six, Easy on Me by Adele. Uh, number seven, Ghost by Justin Bieber. Number eight, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Number nine, Shivers by uh, Ed Sheeran. And number 10, That's What I Want by Lil Nas X. Um, Let's go to the Billboard 200. These are the albums. Number one, staying at number one, once again, the Encanto soundtrack.
1: Oof! All right.
0: Uh so Lynn Miranda is uh is got us again. Well. um <laughs> uh, Number two, what it means to be king, debuting at number two by King Vaughn, the late King Vaughn. Uh number three, Dangerous the Double Album by Morgan Wallen. It's the new I don't dark side it. of the moon. I man. don't get it. It's
4: the new dark side of the moon.
0: I mean, <laughs> Lil Durk may be cool and all. It's gonna be. Here, <laughs> it's gonna
3: be here forever. This is the I people's chance. I myself, dude. you know what? I'm a. I'm a listen to this album,
4: and I just never get around to it. It's it's basically pop country. It's a bunch. Of, I forget who I follow, but they're like it's a bunch of people who aren't from Nashville writing country songs. So like, it oh. has like it's super crossover
0: philadelphia or something well no it's like <laughs> pop writers it's
4: like people who write for Katy perry and stuff like that he went to them mm-hmm. he got the song structure from them and then just like just how do we kind of make just this sound it, right? you know country so like the songs are they're upbeat they're catchy they're fun super crossoverable like a pop artist could do them and you wouldn't be able to tell they were originally done by a country artist just change a few yeah. of the lines from like church to like you know the club or something and yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh make a little make a few more pickup truck references. Yeah, that's all. That's really that's what it is.
0: <laughs> number four, Back for Everything by Kodak Black. Number five, DS Forever by Gunna. Number six, The Highlights by the Weekend. Number seven, Sour by Olivia Olivia Rodrigo. Number eight, Certified Lover Boy by Drake. Number nine, Planet Her by Doja Cat. And number ten, Better Than You by The Baby. And young boy NBA. Alright, and let's look at the Artist one hundred. And number one this week is the weekend. Um That's interesting. Why? <laughs>
4: I don't know. I don't know what he's been doing.
0: Uh I haven't really heard. I don't know any reviews or the feedback about his new album. Uh but that's not the one that's In the top ten, it's the the greatest hits album, basically.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at a couple of stories, but I mean, I'm not familiar with Rosalia. And oh yeah, he did a song with her. Maybe that kind of helped. And her album just
0: came out. Um, That was a hit song. It's in Spanish, so. Maybe that uh, maybe he's uh, gathering a whole new
4: audience. Yeah, I mean, a way. couple he, weeks he sings
0: in Spanish as well on the song.
4: Says a couple weeks back, he announced his North American stadium tour with Doja Cat. Maybe that gave him some um, hype on on social media. It's but, possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, nothing against
0: him. is like I don't don't know where it came, yeah, was he is. Yeah, what you been doing, man? What you been doing, bro? Uh, <laughs> 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 Number two, Ed Sheeran. Number three, uh, aforementioned. Doja Cat, number four. Adele, number five. Drake, number six. Kanye. All even though reasons. I thought he'd be higher on this list, all the wrong for reasons. the wrong reasons. Yeah. Number seven, Morgan Wallen. Same guy. All the <laughs> 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 Number eight, Luke Combs. Number nine, Justin Bieber. And number ten, and we all know why.
3: King Von. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm surprised Dua Lipa isn't in the top ten. She is number 13 this week. Mm. Also, I th- I would like to say for the record that I don't care who wrote the song first. It's not better than
4: Levitating. Thank you. It's not. <laughs> it it really does take a star to sell a song. Um, and also, I can definitely say that just after working with different session singers last year, like you could have five different people sing the same song and the person who's got the most charisma, the most confidence is going to come through in the performance. It just is. Also, if Dua Lipa and her people owe that band money, they owe
3: outcast some money. Cause that, that, that line definitely sounds like Rosa Parks.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Very similar chord progression. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that will do it for our music news. Um, so, Ben, tell us about uh, your earworm of the week.
4: Um, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I think it's Japanese city pop. Um, nice. Yeah. I, I wasn't familiar with this before, but I came across a video on TikTok. I thought it was lovely. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, smooth, kind of jazzy, bluesy. Um, this song is Midnight Pretenders. And it's by an artist named Tomoko Aran, but this one is um, under Natalia Soria. So, I I don't know, but it's just a really great song. Just, I don't know, just just really smooth music, man. Like when you said
3: Japanese city pop, I thought you were going to say plastic love. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, so this is Midnight Pretenders by Natalia Saria, and we'll be right back. tenders by Natalia Saria. Um, you find that on our BTT Earworms of the Week playlist on Spotify right now. Um It kind of sounded a little bit like a Daft Punk song.
4: I could hear that. I kind of, whenever I listen to it, and I'm on the This Is City Pop playlist, it's kind of like Yacht Rock in Japanese. Mm. Um kind of steely danish like a lot of really good players playing on this music um yeah. which is what I, I can really appreciate i just i love to hear a good performance man and there's just just some killer players on this music
0: <laughs> all right so we started this particular episode with the song i'm gonna get the the proper title um roman numeral three <laughs> telegraph <laughs> parenthesis oakland by lloyd By Childish Gambino. (laughs) He's an artist. He's an artist. So um, we will be discussing the 2013 Childish Gambino album because the internet. Um, Wow. Now, a quick uh, backstory here. Um, Brandon and I met, even though we have not met in person, but (laughs) we met Mm -hmm. in a Childish Gambino uh, I, forgot group on facebook group. Oh, I forgot about
3: that i <laughs> knew y'all met wild. on facebook
4: somewhere that's why i just I thought about it, that yeah. i was
3: like wow this out al- this album is almost 10 years old yeah. yep yep that's wild
0: and um i didn't know any other childish gambino fans in person uh so <laughs> the suggestion to discuss this album came from ben uh because i i don't know if he just came around
4: to it or he just gave it a chance <laughs> finally um so well not just not just recently but i re approached it my brother-in-law got me into it initially but i was a little late to the party i'm not going to sit here and be like oh day 1 you know it's maybe like 3 or 4 years after it came out is when i got into it yeah, yeah. all right so uh we'll be discussing this uh, album this is um
0: his Second album under a label, I guess you might say. Uh, there are several mixtapes, mm-hmm. and, um, and there's an EP, and there's um, kind of an, an album, uh, I guess. Before Camp, so Camp is the, the the major label debut, if you want to say that. Um, mm-hmm. That was 2011, and then we have Because the Internet in 2013. Um, that's wow. <laughs> wild. So uh, I'll start with I'll start with you, Ben. Um, what? Uh, how? What were you thinking with this album? Like what? Came, what came mm-hmm. to mind when listening to it?
4: So, actually, I was listening to because normally when I listen to this record, I don't really outside of three thousand and five um, and Telegraph Avenue Roman number three Telegraph Avenue. <laughs> Oakland by Lloyd. I don't go much further than those because, like, one. I think this track before that one is World Star, and I don't really like that song. Um, but I was listening to Telegraph Avenue, Oakland, and I let I kept I let it keep playing, and I had, I would listened to Sweatpants before, but I hadn't really paid attention to it, and I was like, shit, he's really good. Like, he was really, you know, because I think sometimes people forget that he can rap. <laughs> Like, cause he's mm. he's kind of moved past that. I think Especially I heard someone now. say like he does he was he was never gonna make another rap album again. I think really, I, I don't know. Like, has he released anything other than This Is America? Has he released anything that's rap recently?
0: Um, that's well the the three fifteen
4: twenty that was rap. Album. Yeah. Okay, I guess I need to I need to check that out because I was I was um sorely mistaken when I listened to uh, Awaken My Love. Like, I was like, man, these are the longest intros ever. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> there was no rap. And I was like, and then I finally got to, you know, Redbone. And he, he, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Is he singing? Like, But I just, I, you know, listened to Sweatpants, realized how good his flow was, and just kind of went through and started listening to the rest of the album. And I was like, I, th- I feel like this be a, a good album to discuss because, um, you know, as Brandon stated, it's almost 10 years old. And I think this could come out today. I think it still sounds really good. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with Ludwig Gordonson, I believe is how you say it. Ludwig. Right? Ludwig Ludwig. Ludwig Gordonson's production. Um, along with along with Donald Glover, um, who is childish campino for the uninitiated. And like there's some really, really creative things that they did on this album. Um, not to mention the subjects that he's rapping about, of course, you know concept album you know if you can if you put it along with the screenplay that he wrote about the boy who's rich whose father's play by rick ross which is mm-hmm. hilarious, hilarious to me mm-hmm. but like it's like you, if you think of some of the things he's rapping about like he's not rapping about a lot of what you hear or even we're hearing at the time like you could almost call it maybe suburban rap like it's very introspective he's not rapping about doing drugs or you know not at least in like you know the the hood sense like you know a rich guy doing drugs yeah a rich kid doing drugs but like it's just if you go through and listen to the album it's just like some of the things he's rapping about like you just don't normally hear being rapped about and i thought that was interesting as well uh brandon um what what did you think
0: of it as far as i don't know if you listened to it you know the first day it came out or you gave it <clears throat> some time of course
3: I, I, that was <laughs> that was like that was full on. That was like dead in the center of my childish Gambino fandom, <laughs> and uh, I remember. I remember the the buildup to the release of the album, where he just released the the, the I guess the uh, the script on Twitter, and just like just here's because of the internet, and you just have to read it. <laughs> and it has these little. And he has these uh, little links to like little clips of videos, and everybody's mm-hmm. trying to piece together what it means and stuff. But uh, and then like being able to like go through the script itself while listening to the album—it's—it's—it it was a great time. Like I like it takes me back to a, a time where I had just got my first car. <laughs> I
4: love how music can and, do like that.
3: that. Like that was all I listened to when it first came like, all I listened to. And, like, I didn't even fully grasp the, like, I guess the narrative of it all until much, much later. But, I don't know. It's, like, it's one of those, it's one of those, like, important albums for me. Like, I point to, like, different albums where it'll be, like, Because the Internet, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Like, I'm very big on concept albums. And this one does it to a very high level.
4: Yeah. No, I it's, agree. And it's
3: also one it's also one of the albums where I, I kick myself every day for not going to see this tour. Didn't you go see at him, that
4: Was that the Because Internet tour when you went and saw him?
3: Yes. Okay. At the the old masquerade. Yeah. Because at that point, at that point he had gotten Uber famous. So like finding tickets was like you had to be
4: on it.
0: Yeah, I bet. This is like <laughs> I've I've seen him three times.
4: Oh, I didn't know you seen him that many times.
0: Well, the first time was at Variety Playhouse. It was the the I am Donald tour where mm-hmm. the first half he does stand up and in the second yep. half he does Oh wow, okay. I he does saw him music. in
3: Philadelphia for that.
0: Um and the thing I won tickets on Twitter, a guy was giving away his tickets on Twitter, and wow. <laughs> I could have I could have died here because I <laughs> went to pick them up. <laughs> I went. I met him at Variety Playhouse, got my tickets uh, because it was so last minute. I got there right when the show started, and since mm-hmm. it's general admission, I was all the way in the back. But oh man, I I still had a good time. Um, and the second time I saw him was uh it well it wasn't um a concert he did a stand up set at Laughing Skull Lounge okay and um i talked to him for like 30 seconds after the show oh wow okay <laughs> nice and um and then the third time was at the masquerade okay uh in which yeah. the show started at like 8 i got there at 3 and I would have had to be there at like noon just to <laughs> like it was. Yeah, everyone was ready to go, and like then they heard a little bit of a sound check, so people tried to tried to rush in there. Fortunately, it wasn't a, a the Who concert situation. Yeah, that
4: could have been bad. Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, it was. I felt like I was in a mosh pit for like five hours. Oh, like it yeah. was my my body just felt beat up. Mm-hmm. and there was a shuttle between, like, a, this park, particular parking area and the masquerade, and I waited, like, 15 minutes for it. A bunch of us, like, waited, like, 15 minutes for it after it had left. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that far away, but I was like, I didn't want to walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, like, beat up I felt, and I ended up walking anyway. It was like, I felt like I walked, like, eight blocks back to, <laughs> back to my car. Um but it, that yeah that concert the i think the album had been out for maybe like 6 months at the okay. time before he went out on tour and um, it was i think at the same time um he had released royalty that mixtape because mm-hmm. i remember his brother did a song on royalty
1: mm. steve um, g
0: steve g so i steve i remember appearance from steve g uh, as well um at the concert yeah. Okay. Uh Steve G is, is I don't I don't know if he's doing music anymore, but he's probably just known now for being the head writer on Atlanta. <laughs> uh-huh. Um so but for me like I think I like got my tickets to to for the show and I hadn't even listened to the whole album yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Yep, I'm going." Um, and you know, I was listening to it on the drive-in today, and um, it's like I I agree that it can come, it could come out today yeah. and still sound new and refreshing, and um, you know, but I think at the time, why it it it, I don't think it gets a lot of recognition, but I. I think only because that the person, a person, a rapper's background is like so important to how people feel about them. And if they weren't um, selling Mm -hmm. drugs or if they may have killed
4: someone or, or anything like that, it's like their story doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's what I like about him. It's a different perspective. Because, I mean, like, I don't know about you two, but I didn't grow up in this gang life. (laughs) I grew up in the suburbs, you know. Just like, you know, so some of the things he's rapping about, like, I'm also not rich either. I'm not going to say that either. But, like, some of what he's rapping about is a little bit more relatable, you know. And I think that's why I really gravitated to the song Oakland or Telegraph Avenue, whatever you want to call it. Cause there's really some things he rapped about that I could really relate to, like the, you know, we'll both be thirty soon. Like, oh god, like I'm <laughs> I think I had just turned thirty. You know, a little bit after that, I was just. But it's just like you know, we got furniture. I was like, man, I can I can relate to that type of stuff. You know, like, and as I go and listen to the rest of the album, there's just a lot of stuff. You know, it it does get it's like the second half of the album, which I think is on purpose to go with the screenplay. It does get a little bit darker you know, in terms of where he's going and, and the emotions and things he's feeling. One of the songs is with, like, a suicide attempt and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's like, you know, he goes in cer- to certain places that you won't hear most rappers go to.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of looked at it with some of the subject matter of the song. It's, it's an album about an existential crisis. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, 3005 is about... A lot of people see it as a love song. And he says, it's kind of an existential thing. I'm just really scared of being alone. Mm. When I was little, there was a big dog down the street. I was really scared of it. But when I was with my sister, when I knew I had to protect her, I wasn't afraid of the dog as much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He said, I had a purpose. I kind of feel lost. I I kind of lost that, I feel, as far as like, I guess he's saying about having a purpose
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in life or with other people. And um, I think that that's
4: an indication of what the album is about. And unfortunately, that type of message doesn't sell as well as, and I mean, I'm not going to get into the conspiracies. They only want to hear us rap about shooting each other, but it doesn't sell as well when you're rapping about that and your music sounds a little out there. (laughs) Like the singles sound great. Like, you know, 3005 is like a textbook, like, that was the we need a single song. You know, that was you know, and and not I'm not using that to disparage the song, it's a great song. But like let me look at my notes here. Something like Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. That's probably not gonna be a single. <laughs> or a even Oh, okay, yeah, you, yeah. Like it's it's and it's not a bad song. You know, it's it's whimsical, it's very beautiful, but like that's more of a song where like, you know you're letting your creativity kind of go, you know, and that's what a lot of this album is. Outside of the singles, you know, and I feel weird saying this because this just kind of came to my head. It gets kind of Radioheadish ish at certain points to where it just gets creative, you know? And I'm not even going to sit here and say I've listened to all of OK Computer because I have not. But I know like in terms of like in the 90s rock albums, that's one of the, you know, the big rock you know alternative concept albums of the 90s. But it's like, you know, with this one, they just, I don't know, they just really let their creative juices flow. Like, and it's ready, where do, where do they come up with these ideas? What is bouncing around in Ludwig and, and Childish Gambino's head to come up with some of these things? Man,
3: Ludwig is a, he's a quiet, he's a quiet uh, powerhouse yeah. within music. Well, like, well uh, wait,
0: wait, we have to refer to him at, now as Academy Award winner Ludwig. And yeah, I do think that's, what, that's, exactly, that's exactly where <laughs> yeah. I was going. Like yeah. yes,
3: like yesterday, I, my wife and I, we just watched uh, the the uh, new Pixar movie called Turning Red, mm-hmm. and that that movie set in 2002, and it's about this little girl who's obsessed with like this boy band, and all of the music is like in sync Backstreet Boys, ELLF, that type of yeah. type of music. Everything, everything scored by Ludwig. Go yeah. I think
0: um, Phineas
3: and Billie Eilish uh, worked on some Phine- of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. He did the score. They did the music for the boy band itself. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, I feel like people like Phineas, like Ludwig walked so someone like Phineas could run. Although <laughs> I, I, I also recognize, too, and I didn't think about this. I got to share this video with you, with both of you, actually. Like the... Um, how much Lana Del Rey influenced Billie Eilish. Like, that's another she mm-hmm. walked so that Billie Eilish could run. But I do think that because of someone like Ludwig, because, yeah, this was a big album. I, he worked on, on camp with him, right? He yes. Worked on. Mm-hmm. I do He's think because of how big him. his profile is now is why I think a lot of people might go back and revisit this album because it doesn't seem like he was as big as he is now back then. I think um uh he
0: worked on a worked with him on cul-de-sac and oh,
3: um, yeah I think like the, the stuff leading EPFA. up to cul-de-sac sac mm-hmm. the stuff leading up to cul-de-sac and everything after that yeah. I think
4: like he's yeah. I consistently hear him being um just praised and just like all of this um all of this recognition and, and clout and everything whatever you want to call it just for how creative he is and you know i had never really heard of him outside of this and then i go and look i was like holy crap he's done so much since then um and it's just this presence this force um and it's just is as Dutch? creative yeah he's from sweden that makes sense. Yeah, they they just melody to them is just a songwriting <laughs> wizards. Like it's just they pump them out, man. It's just like they just like everyone they come out just you know writing catchy tunes. It's just like you know some of them decide to use their powers, but some of them you know just exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: um, so let's go through a couple of of the tracks here. Um, uh, you said "crawl." Your your. What do you think of
4: Crawl, Ben? Oh, I mean, well, Sweatpants was the one that got me into it, but Crawl was, I mean, so I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just say that every song I just thought was amazing. I think Crawl was a pretty good opening track. Um, I think I just I put here very bombastic. It just it just sounds very aggressive as an opening track, but I don't think it's anything necessarily special. I really think mm-hmm. they really start to get in their bag kind of as the album progresses well this was the only song on the
0: album that Ludwig did not produce That makes <coughs> oh, yeah, was, i think uh,
4: I, yeah that makes sense too
0: It was produced by christian rich um uh, there. another they're a uh, uh it's two brothers but they're they're mm-hmm. um they're kind of out there in what <laughs> they in and how they uh uh, how they put stuff
3: out so i think i think they came up under uh under pharrell if i'm not mistaken yes they did
4: yeah it just sounded very i don't know this one kind of sounded like other rap songs whereas like the other songs don't <laughs> if that makes sense it's just like you know this one kind of sounds you know, i don't know It's it's hard to describe and it's the well it's the second track but it's the first song, song. yeah uh so I think it, it might
0: be one of those to where you wanna you know you draw people in mm-hmm. and uh um maybe the beat is interesting enough to get to keep you interested.
4: Yeah. Background vocals so by the show opener.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so you have a World Star. Um a based like the the song was about a couple of songs, they're
4: about memes. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that one I don't. Know, that song was that song was kind of weird to me. <laughs> like, because I mean, like, World's yelling out world Star itself is a meme. <laughs> yeah, in itself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I'm looking, when I remember when I was initially looking at the um, at the songs before I knew much about the album, you know, looking at the name of the album because the internet, I'm like, is this just a bunch of like. Songs about internet things like <laughs> that's kind of what I thought at first before I you know dove into it. This was years ago, I was like, Yeah, you're just rapping out World Star, like that. A, what, huh? <laughs> um, uh,
3: Brandon, what'd you think of this song? It, one, it's um, on, I remember on first listen, it's hilarious, but like getting older and listening to it, it's kind of. It kind of makes me cringe but not in the way of like oh this is a terrible song but as an effect of like the mes- overall message of the song <laughs> especially because think about it like at the height of world star it was all about these terrible things happening yeah uh, instead of <laughs> instead of calling for help everyone has their phone out shouting world world <laughs> oh
1: god.
2: Uh-huh. My girl ain't bad.
4: Yeah. Maybe deep down I'm, I'm ashamed of myself because I used to be this person. I mean, to a degree, I still am. So maybe that's its inner shame that I feel <laughs> that I haven't moved past it at the age of almost 40. I'm not going to say how old, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So after another interlude called Dial Up. Um, that was interesting, too. All the interludes, like not skits, but just interludes, you know. Um, like segues. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you have the worst guys with Chance the Rapper, in which
3: he just says that one line. I remember <laughs> being so upset because <laughs> I, I remember up until then it was like, "Oh, we need a song with 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 Childish Gambino and uh and um, what's his name?" Who? What? What's his oh, name? What's his, his, name? his name is leaving me for the moment. What this is his name? Chance the Rapper? Chance the Rapper. Oh, okay. I was like, saying, up I something else. <laughs> no, no, no. Up until then, like, everybody was like, oh, like, they're going to do a project together and all this stuff. Okay, I do so remember hearing finally- that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, they finally have a song together. And now he's just on the, on the hook. But yeah. apparently, there's like somewhere out there on the internet or someone's hard drive, there's like a, a lost chance verse. Hmm.
0: This is like the the project. People wanted a childish Gambino chance project. The same, just like people want are still waiting on a J. Cole Kendrick Lamar
3: yeah. project. Mm-hmm. They were the other other side of the coin in this. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, <laughs> the safe skinny guys like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, he's got an album called Coloring Book. How harmless? How harmful can he oh, be? You know,
0: the kids can listen to it. Yeah, it's a children's album,
4: isn't it? Multiple pictures <laughs> <laughs> with Kirk Franklin. Oh, God. I will say, though, that it was a nice little hook. All she needed was some. That, that one kind of kept playing in the back of my head. That's a nice little hook. Um, all right, and then we have uh, Shadows.
0: Um, if there was someone, Thundercat, yeah, Thundercat. Uh, Thundercat was on this. Yeah, Thundercat. He played and... like the
4: bass, the, the arpeggiated
0: bass part. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's good to have an appearance from him. And then uh, what well, we started the show with, Telegraph
4: Ave. I'm sorry, Roman numeral three, Telegraph Ave. <laughs> Parenthesis, <laughs> Oakland by Lloyd. I'm still waiting to hear the Lloyd version. I always read there was one out there. But I haven't heard it. I'm sure so. there is. Yeah, because I I thought it I thought it was
0: um, I thought it was already a Lloyd song that Me he too. sampled. Yeah, uh,
4: so meta. <laughs> but Lloyd, like extremely meta, a song within a song, <laughs> yeah, within a song. <laughs> um,
0: I guess Lloyd was credited in the album notes. He's not credited on the well, technically he is credited on the on the song itself. But not as an artist. is just his name's in the
4: title. The video for this song? Weird. <laughs> At the end. Yeah, because it it's it they filmed it in Hawaii. Yeah. He does, he starts Him this is where we Janae first see I that know. dancing that where he kind of leans back and he's he mm-hmm. kind of does it in the this is America video. I was like, oh, that's where it came from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Bernie? Is that what it's called? The Bernie? <laughs> I think so. I think I tried to do it once and y'all made fun of me like pretty hardcore. Apparently, I looked really bad doing it. I was totally embarrassed. <laughs> I probably didn't. I was super embarrassed. I never danced in front of anyone again. <laughs> Aww. And I had Janae Aiko in there, who yeah. I... And I'll, I'll say it now, because it's later. I think... I feel like that was his version of Rihanna. Like, he was just probably head over heels for her, and it just never happened. It just never happened. Well,
0: yeah. he, he said... um I think he knew it wasn't going to happen. There was some interview where it just sounded like, okay, he he knew this was not going to happen.
4: Just accepted it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, everyone, see, watch the video for Telegraph app because it, yes, it is weird, and it has nothing to do with Oakland. Nope, not at all. Um, Should
4: have been Hawaii. Not at all. Hawaii.
0: Now another Hawaii. weird video is for the next track, <laughs> Sweatpants. I, don't, oh, I didn't
4: see I haven't seen the video for this one uh it's
0: trippy yeah and like him and a couple of people they go to a diner and then eventually everyone in the diner has Donald Glover's face Ooh, that's weird <laughs> like everyone everyone <laughs> everyone in, in the diner um
4: and uh I love his yeah, I love his no verses in this. I love that and then how he ends with I don't give a fuck about my family name. And just screams it. Like, I, I, I really like that. Like, he's... I like that. Um, let's see. Okay, then the next track
0: is 3005. Uh, the... It either this song or Pink Toes is the poppiest sounding
4: song. Which is probably why, the ones I like the most. <laughs> I like Pink Toes a lot. Um, what was it like seeing him perform this? I've seen a couple of videos of him doing this when he was on tour. And it looks like he was going so hard on 3005. Yeah. Because it's, it's the song that, at the time, everyone knows. Yeah. Biggest From, the, from
0: the new album. You know the hook. Mm-hmm. It's easy to sing along with. Um. So, uh, but at the time I saw the album had been out for six months. I don't mm-hmm. know about any later shows. Um, probably the uh, the hardest he went on performing the song was probably Bonfire, but that's on camp.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but this song, uh, well, I guess the the, I don't know. I guess you have to go back and watch the videos to, kind of understand what's going on because on this one he's on a ferris wheel with a teddy bear <sighs> i don't remember i getting, only watched it a couple of times so i don't remember yeah much and the teddy
4: bear it. keeps getting like decays i think or something like that i can't remember yeah it's exactly. weird man
0: he's an artist you know he's <laughs> and this song also inspired a lot of memes uh, on especially on Vine during that time was like January first, three thousand five. All right, I'm out of here. Oh, <laughs> like oh, that's my time,
3: guys. Um so um
0: What was the debate? Okay, so no exit, which I Like I said, on the way in, I was listening to the album. I didn't realize that Miguel yeah was on singing on that, that, and um, I didn't sure if he got credit for it or not. He's credited as a co writer, so
4: yeah, yeah. Apparently, Donald wrote the the hook, and they just had Miguel come in and sing it. Um, I really like the like the it's that bass line, which I I think is a guitar actually. This kind of pitched down and really waspy, buzzy kind of sound, it's a really cool. Sound, yeah. I think at first, first listen, I thought this was Chris Brown, though. I don't know why because it sounds nothing like Chris Brown. stare at the the murder, spider in the corner. Brown, I don't know how you'd get that. I don't know. I, I, to this. Yeah, I, I was just like, I don't know. I thought that was Chris Brown. I think it's like the syndrome where I just think every R&B singer is Chris Brown. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: okay, anyway. This is definitely the turn for the dark, darker part of the album. Yeah, from here on, it,
4: it gets very dark. So it's way is, more experimental, too.
0: This is in, um, let's see, one, two... Three, four, I guess five parts. Um, so now we're in part, that was part four. One, two, three. Yeah, part four. Um, and now in part five, then you have the death by numbers interlude and then flight of the navigator,
4: um. This beautiful song. I hate the whoa, whoa, whoa. I I don't like that. Oh. (laughs) It's just something about vocal samples that can just can take me out of it. I know Greg is the one, too. Oh, one, (laughs) two. It's just something about vocal samples that can just take me out of a song. And on this one, I was just like, for the love of God, is there a mix? Can I get the stem player and take that out? (laughs) Someone's like, oh, is that from NBA Jam? I don't know, and I don't care. Like, (laughs) can I get a stem player and take that out? (laughs) So bad. (laughs) I just, yeah. But everything else is nice. I mean, there's some strings that come in after the second verse that are just really, really pretty. I would have maybe done less reverb on the vocals, but I don't know, that kind of gives it its atmosphere. That's just me, though. I was trying to find that part.
1: Well,
4: the Like who th- who was like, yeah, man, just throw it in there. It'll sound good. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: then we have uh Zealot to Stockholm, free information with uh Kilo Quiche and earn which uh, a lot of people like um and other people like that song uh
4: and then the other poppy song on the album pink toes which nay echo such a great this is a great song i'm always here for the pop. <laughs> and I, I i
0: felt that well this was definitely put here on purpose what pink toes like after flight of the navigator oh, after all this hard the of stockholm and then earn Happy song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Uh, the but the next track is, I felt like this could have been a huge song if it weren't for the guest artist. And I about Zelia Banks. <laughs> well, do you know
4: who was supposed to be on there initially though? Macklemore. McLemore, mm. but he felt that well i don't know if macklemore felt this or childish Gambino felt it but they said it was too housey um because i mean this is essentially In, an edm song i mean yeah. this is
3: what was, i'm sure there's a version with McLemore on it because like on the physical cd itself it says featuring macklemore oh. but if you open the booklet it's like well if you open the cd itself it'll, it'll be I like, like, a, like a track correction be- mm, okay I feel like I saw it. It was like track and this is Azalea Banks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a downgrade. Let me <laughs> stop this meme. <mean. laughs> just not a fan.
0: Uh, let's see if I can find it.
4: Well you look for that, Earn, is it me? Or did that kind of sound like what was coming from him? Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of sounds like what you would hear on Awaken My Love and this... Apparently he said this was his favorite song in the album so it kind of makes, you know, sense that's the direction he might go in. I just thought that was interesting.
0: Let's uh play a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is I guess it's more the the neo soul type of sound yeah. and then Wake Up My Love is full mhm funk funk. Um so
3: Definitely indicative of what he does
0: today. Yeah. Now, what I was looking for.
1: I think he sings better than Drake.
4: (laughs) Yeah, smooth. I always wish this one was longer.
0: right, I'm trying to find this track that um Brandon, I don't know if you caught this, but uh I feel like maybe like at least once on these wide releases that he'll uh have a MC DJ callback. Mm Mm-hmm. Um so I'm trying to find the uh find the song. Um
3: Hmm. Is it Yafik Koto?
0: No, no. This is something that was on, on one of the MC DJ mixtapes.
3: Mm-hmm. Um hmm. but I listen to I listen to those those mixtapes when I'm feeling nostalgic.
0: So this is from his MC DJ mixtape. Um utterances of the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what I heard on Earth, the oldest computer. When the world was with this and that, I was young, didn't know okay. Now we hear in the world something
2: else. We could leave any day and call for help. We were gods, nobody was above me. Do
0: you hear the similarity? Mm-hmm. I do. What's the name of that yep. first track you
4: played?
0: Uh, it's called um, Get It, featuring his his mm-hmm. his previous uh, rap name was Bambino X.
4: So according to Genius, they say it's a sample. Samples Get It by Mick DJ featuring Bambino X. MC DJ. Yeah. That's him. Oh, Mick, mm-hmm. Mick DJ. Like that's that's a, it. Like Big DJ. I'll take a Big DJ
3: with cheese please. I'll take a Big DJ.
0: I thought you go back make a reference to Big G.
4: Oh god. I'm <laughs> producing the hell out of this
0: song. The, the
4: greatest director ever.
0: <laughs> so, he did sample himself. Technically.
4: Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I would have so, never gotten
0: that. <laughs> and there is a uh on YouTube there is a um a version with Macklemore. Let's see if I can pull
3: it up. Uh I've never heard it. I I didn't I didn't I didn't think I liked Macklemore that much to look for.
4: <laughs> Seattle's finest. AKA the um the rainy MC. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of things that could <laughs> AKA the discount right. shopper. This is what it
1: sounds
2: just less. Now we hear in the world something else. We can leave any day, call for help. We were gods, nobody was above me. The A on my chest like a doch. The A on my chest with a vista. The A on my chest like a chipmunk. Alvin It's the last night you'll meet. Lady,
0: Trying to find it. Hold on.
2: The next day, we were never here, never know The world change. Common sense, the consequences. Retreat the truth and regret the mentions. That's still the never other We are the wildest survivors of days gone. Slaves to the un- why. She got that body on oh, me, oh, my.
0: That's still him. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember Azalea Banks on the song either. So. Yeah, she's
4: basically, she's getting the chance treatment, I mean, is with him. And she's on the bridge too, like the all that I have part, but I mean, it, it, they distort her voice kind of, so you can't really, yeah. You know. All right. Well, anyway. And then uh
0: we get to <laughs> um uh, Life, the biggest troll, um, as the last track. Uh, so, they said essentially this is a album about an existential crisis, um, and how do you process that? How do you get through it? How do you cope? The um, Deep Web tour. That was that was the one that show the masquerade. I was trying to remember what was the name of that okay. particular tour. Um, uh so um anything uh anything you wanted to add in particular brandon about
3: any of the any of the tracks that we've got through them all (laughs) i don't i don't i don't know like it's because it's hard for me to listen if i'm listening to because the internet i'm running through it like from beginning to end it's hard for me to choose one song unless it's like one of the singles like 2005 2005 or oakland maybe but uh like it just i'm glad this album exists mm. it's like it, it definitely takes you back to my early 20s where i don't know it was a good time <laughs> uh
4: ben so I, I guess because I'm not as, as big of a fan as both of you are, I approach it a little bit differently. You know, I I think I knew Heartbeat from Camp, and that's about it. Um, and I know this album is apparently supposed to be a continuation of Camp, mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, according to the screenplay. I, in a way. Well, according yeah. to the screenplay, because it starts out with, you know, Rick Ross, like, hey, how was Camp? And, like, that's how I guess they're connected. Oh, there's also the short film. Yeah, uh, clapping for the wrong reasons, clapping for which the is wrong reasons. Really, just pointless. Almost like it's just them hanging out and doing stuff.
3: Yeah, I've heard people say that that short film takes place like a week before the album mm-hmm. events take happen. But I, I don't know. He's never really said because he's always really, really vague, vague when <laughs> yeah.
4: discussing what stuff means. But, yeah, I mean, to me, this is just, I mean, like, the way I always will approach it, I guess, is from the standpoint of Oakland and from 3005 because, you know, Telegraph Avenue is one of my favorite songs, period. Like, it's just a great song, great vocal, a great rap. I just love everything about it. Um, I don't think it's fair to say the rest of the album doesn't live up to that song because that's just one part of what he is. Like, there's a lot of, as we've seen now, there's a lot going on in his head in terms of not just even just of rap, but music in general. And I think that, you know, as good as Telegraph Avenue is, was it like that's not even his final form, if that makes sense? Yeah. Like, he's a lot more than that. That's, this is, that's Childish Gambino, like, um, not controlled, but like, you know, conformed a little bit, like, contained. That's what I'm looking for. That's Childish Gambino contained he can he can do a lot more and so the a lot more part of so i'm just like okay i can take some of that but not all of it so like i don't know if this like i like the subjects i like the themes and stuff like that but like at sometimes i'm just like all right man you could have you probably could have shortened this song <laughs> tighten it up a little Ooh. bit but that's just you know that's what you, this is what you can do when you know this isn't your main thing You're you're on a community you're a comedian and you're a rapper like you don't have to depend on having a huge hit album to to save your career it's just you know and i feel like that's how he kind of approaches music just uncompromisingly mm-hmm. you know he'll give you a few singles but it's not because the record label told him he had to have one he just wanted yeah. to you know it's like i want to do this i don't yeah. need to do this yeah, I don't need another My Name Is, you know? Because, <laughs> like, nobody thought, like, the next official album after this was going to be a full-on P-Funk album. Yeah, I got fooled. I was, I because was, I heard, you know, some songs from this. I was like, sweet, you know, I'm probably going to get another Telegraph, like, thinking he approached his music like that. It's like, I'll get another Telegraph Avenue, I'll get another, and, like, no. It's like, there are no words to these songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he...
0: I, People were trying to steer him in in one direction, you know, like he and he referenced this on his mixtapes where, you know, he was starting to get uh, offers from record companies and he held out as long as he could. And one of the main reasons why is that they saw him as a comedian first Mm. and were just offering like
4: one off deals Okay, like, so they wanted like comic out comedian albums and yeah, yeah okay mm-hmm. like he was gonna be Weird Al or something I don't know, <laughs>
0: um, and he signed with Glassnote eventually because they saw it as well. Here is what we can do for your career. Yeah, you know this is how you know we may roll out something for you or this is um, this is what we see as far as how your music career can look, and you can still you know. Do acting and writing and all of that, so um, I, that's why he signed with them. But he wait he waited because of how record companies were seeing him at the time. Uh, so this uh, this album did receive some accolades. <laughs> um, trying to find them, I know it was nominated for. Best rap album at the Grammys. These were his first, uh, his first Grammy nomination. Mm -hmm. Uh, he lost to uh, Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP 2 and also nominated with Iggy Azalea, Common, Wiz Khalifa, and Schoolboy Q. And for, um, for the best rap performance Was he he was nominated for that one? Yeah, I know he's nominated for best um best raps uh maybe it was best rap song cuz he was nominated for 3005. Oh, okay. Um Okay, was it for best rap song? Maybe it was for best rap performance. Because now he got an award. Best for rap FMA album. For that one, I know he was nominated for best rap album, but he was nominated mm-hmm. for a, another one. I feel like he was nominated for another one. Yeah,
4: it was. It was nominated for best rap performance, two thousand five. Okay. Yeah.
0: There it is. Okay, uh, and uh, Kendrick Lamar's "I." Uh, one also nominated with Drake's 0 to 100, Eminem's Rap God and Lecrae's All I Need Is You. So these were his first two career Grammy nominations uh from this album. And I think it like for him to be nominated even though, you know, we're critical of the Grammys all the time, but mm-hmm. it gave him a a little bit of credibility in the music world to be to be nominated here. I think it gave him a at least, oh, do we lose Brandon?
3: I think so. Oh,
0: we can still hear yeah, you. we can still hear you. Yeah. Okay. Right, because
3: I know it stopped for a second.
0: All right, we're going to bring you back.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, look, he's been revived. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, I think it gave like I said I think it gave him some credibility in the music world like he'll be taken <laughs> seriously as an artist um because I think people still just saw him as a as a comedic actor.
4: Yeah.
0: Um any other anything else uh, either of you would like to add about this album? Don't all go all at once.
4: <laughs> no, I mean I can't like I said like it's it's a great album but I just, you know, it's, it's, it's parts of it are for me and parts of it I'm just like, hey, that's really creative. But, like, it's not, you know, I just I don't think I have the same appreciation or love for it that I know that you and Brandon do. Um, But I do have the I have somewhat of an admiration of it just because I listen to them just like, how did you think of that? You know, like it's one of those mm-hmm. types of albums for me. It's just a, it's a creative marvel. To think of how you thought of how you think of that, and I do think that's good for music um, because I think one thing, like I kind of think of Ludwig, and just like he can do, he can go as far out into space as he needs to be, but he can also come back and make something that's just accessible, if that makes sense. And Hmm. I can appreciate that.
3: Yeah, I look at I look at because the internet as the it's, it's not his final form form, but the final form of everything he was doing prior to that, if that makes sense with the, the rapping and, uh, the experimental beats and electronic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, once again, like it, it, it just, it takes me back to a, a a special time where it's like, wow, those were mm-hmm. like really formative years for me. Mm-hmm. And shout out to all the sick boys and sick girls, y'all get that reference? <laughs> I
4: don't, I don't. Is that is that his fan base? <laughs>
3: That's what it was. <laughs> oh, saying, well, okay. that basically, uh, named after
0: the first mixtape that we know of that people may have heard and knows exist. There is another one that was before that that he doesn't claim, and there may only be like three copies in the world. <laughs> was it Poindexter? Dexter? No, no, it was called uh, "The Younger I Get."
3: Ah, mm. uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um.
0: Oh, if you, you know somebody who has it, I just want to hear it. Like, he, I'm going to look for it. He sounds.
3: He, he said he sounds like a decrepit Drake. So oh. yikes. <laughs> yeah. Those early years, you can hear him trying to work out his own voice. Yeah, where it's like he'll sometimes sound like Drake. A lot of times, he might sound like Lil Wayne. Yeah, it was it was more Lil Wayne than anything. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, look for it.
0: Yeah, because it I'm, was it was I'm very sure it was like his that. early stuff is is very nasal, mm-hmm. and
3: he's very doing the punchlines and yeah, <laughs> and the like B. I don't think a lot of those lines would get over today. No, <laughs> they would not. Hmm, it, I might have to go back and listen to some of that stuff. Um, like some, like I listen to like the old stuff because, of course, it takes me to a, a nostalgic place. But like listening to it, I'm like, ah, oh, good times. And then she says something, is like, ah,
4: <laughs>
3: you would not be able to say that today. Oh, didn't age well.
4: <laughs> got it. Okay. Got yeah.
3: It.
0: Um, so yeah, that will, uh, that'll do it. Our, our discussion on because the internet, um, get to my earworm of the week. Uh, so I, I've been listening to my pop playlist yay, yay. and, um, actually, well, well, Brandon was on that episode yeah. where we talked about <laughs> that. genre. Mm-hmm. And I think we I had them as a one hit wonder when we did our one of our because five one hit wonders, Um, and uh, it's a duo called Everything But the Girl. Oh yeah, and they have a song called Driving, which I really like, and uh, let's see what it's from their album The Language of Life from 1990. So we're gonna play that Driving by Everything But the Girl. It starts playing, <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> but the girl
4: with driving i like that I'm trying to see who played drums on that i always remember them just because he has my name minus the s yeah so what <laughs> <laughs> um and a lot of times I, I have a hard time registering for things music related because of that <laughs> oh, man. um omar hakim or Vinny. i don't know who played on what which track but i love the drum sound on that very um, snappy, yeah, I love it anyone who listens, I love a good snare, good poppy poppy snare hmm uh well, you can um
0: hear that song <laughs> on our BTTYHT earworms of the week playlist on Spotify. <clears throat> it has all of our earworms except for uh anything by Joni Mitchell <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's like i just got into you (laughs) um and uh i
0: don't know who played the. i was i don't know if that was a tenor sax solo on that song and that might have been stan Getz. oh really wasn't that the
4: guy that um
0: oh no it was michael
4: brecker i was like isn't that the guy that kenny g really liked uh, that's who he was uh emulating that like the, that the, duets album yeah. or something. Like, yeah. He really and people are like <laughs> it's like you haven't earned what he earned like <laughs> 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 Oh god.
0: Uh well uh Brandon again thank you for joining yes, us. Yes, yes. Of course. Uh of course, if you anyhow. want if you want to be found, where can people find you?
3: You can find me on Twitter at Father underscore Clef, where I am uh, currently bouncing back and forth between talking about how awesome of a movie The Batman was and how much of a great time I'm having in the video game Elden
4: Ring. (laughs) Worth getting, I'm guessing, then?
3: It's an experience, but I would say so, yes. Yeah,
4: I'm typically... (laughs) If you're into
3: those... Well that's if the thing, I'm typically not, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would say I would say this is the I will say this is the first one of those type of games I've really gotten into. Okay. All right. Um
0: well if people see on the live stream where they can find us, uh if you read the liner notes, you can see where to find mm-hmm. us, just so we don't have to repeat it all again. <laughs> um so mm-hmm. what should we end this particular episode with? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know
4: because we kind of played everything. Um, uh, Koto. Kodo.
3: it's one of those songs. It's one of the songs where we thought that song was gonna be on the album, but it was just in the screenplay. Mm, good call.
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. Give me a second to pull it up.
4: About to say I, it's not anywhere on streaming. Well, while he so. finds that yes, the Batman phenomenal, um, I encourage I everyone th- to go see it. I need yeah. two more of those. Yeah, the, I'll take more, but give me <laughs> two more of those. Yeah, I, I I was telling people it was it's like reading. So it's like if you took Batman and put him in seven, and it has the tone much. of, in my opinion, my one of my favorites is the long Halloween. I know that's kind of Mm -hmm. like a cliche thing to say, but it's procedural like that. Like it's, you know, the city is a character. The mob bosses are, are are like really big characters. And it's the Batman, not Bruce Wayne, but the Batman. And I love that. I'm all here for it. Full on crime drama. Yeah. All right. uh, There'll probably be more Batman talk
0: after this recording ends, but (laughs) (laughs) this episode with Jafet Koto. uh, it's playing right now. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. 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 Worst rapper to ever spit
2: on an open mic, worst rapper to ever get on so many likes. Worst rapper to ever blow up an overnight And when my D swell, my D-12 friends but Obie Trice Young, black, and gifted, but he's still in America Heard the flow, is getting better Is he's sleeping with Erica They passing me they demos, these rappers, I think it's funny Cause they trying to get my demo, young white kids with money, I promise Worst rapper, iTunes, most played, it's just me and both Max, Self-made, self-paid Headlines saying he leaving to be a rapper With niggas saying it's dummy, he eating off of his actor, I mean Who the fuck wanna be a rapper? It's stupid, I mean, who knew that every rapper with a new crew wanna do shit on Hulu? That's a blueprint. You drive until the lease up, I drive until it's dirty. Please, somebody call a Brinks truck. Yeah, ain't on me. Happy face emoji. That OG, I might OG. So up and just keep it low-key. I... While I'm sitting on top of the world, world, there's only one second to cure. cure, And I can't get it back. My life is a sham. No time to react. Breathe. My side of on fat. My ball bigger. Pause. like dog fingers. Give a fuck about y'all niggas. Get the point like ball kickers. I do shit. Eat good, need a toothpick. Yo, girl, play my music. So that's thumbs down to
1: your new shit.